Portugal has won its first ever World Cup game, but Fiji is still through. England sneaks past Samoa. Samoa ends a disappointing World Cup. What else has happened this weekend? I feel like so many things. <clears throat> is this the intro? Yeah, this is the intro, Matt. What you, you didn't say, hey, this is the intro. <laughs> just I don't know. Just this is the okay, what did I say? Hey, this is the intro. What happened what else happened this weekend? Well, we beat Uruguay convincingly. New, New Zealand beat Uruguay. Say it with a bit of Sanjay, that's good. But say it with a bit of verve, like we're trying to hive up the pod. The All Blacks bit Uruguay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Um, it is Matt Cook's uh, birthday. Happy birthday, Matt. Happy birthday, Thank Matt. Thank you. Thank you, Guy and Sanjay. It could not be a worse birthday as <laughs> I gave Matt potentially the greatest present of all, which is COVID. Um, mm-hmm. If Matt dies, there is blood on my hands. I <laughs> am so sorry about this, Matt. I have mm-hmm. fucked the birthday royally. That's all right. I um, was telling my girlfriend last week, she was like, oh, let's organize a party. I was like, no, I hate attention on my birthdays so i feel like i've jinxed myself and you and got caused the most COVID. attention yeah. now though i don't have to do any parties i don't have to go to work and have the birthday cake mm. and the you know no, yeah it's kind of yeah. be careful what you wish for yeah 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 yeah. well yeah i i if you die i'll i'll feel so bad so try not to die yeah I, i'm i'm feeling pretty optimistic about it. this is the first time i've ever had COVID. Oh, amazing yeah. yeah so it's it's kind of a new experience um Feeling good, just a dry throat and a little bit of chills at the moment. That's why I've got my <laughs> just own. a dry throat. For two who can't see the video, Matt is dressed like um, Ernest Shackleton, <laughs> the Antarctic explorer right now. Yes, they eat a few dogs to survive now. <laughs> yeah, but no, otherwise feel feeling pretty good. But this is day one, so yeah, yeah. what am I in for? What's day I have two no idea. Like? I don't think – I've never tested positive for it still. Oh, but nice, Sanjay. I think Guy's had it once before. He's had it for What have you... What did you... <laughs> yeah, what was the um, symptoms for you last time? Well, I've, I, I famously have had about 12 vaccines, um, so I'm, I'm super vaxxed, um, but I've also had it about 12 times, and just get amongst today. Just get out there, enjoy your life, get some COVID, isolate. Um, if I was the person who gave it to Matt, though, sharing it with people is not okay. So if, it, if that was me, I was testing negative on Friday last time I saw Matt, so I don't know what happened, but fingers crossed. <laughs> and the funny thing is, like, um, Sanjay, guy was at work with me, and mm. he kept, like, sniffling and, like, coughing a little bit. And yeah. I was like, you all right, guy? You all good? <laughs> yeah, man, I'm all good. Yeah, don't worry yeah, about that. <laughs> negative. Yeah. Um, rugby, rugby chat, where do we start? Do we start with Portugal beating Fiji? Like, what a gap. There's been so many good games. Japan, Argentina, where do we want to start? Should we start at the start? England only beating Sama was pretty exciting, just by okay. one point. Yeah, well, let's start. Let's start there. Matt is wearing his British Union Jack um, ear earplugs at the moment. Matt, England uh, heading into this World Cup was not looking like much. It, they got you excited for a moment, and then that game against Samoa made you think, "Oh man, it's bad old days of England again." Uh, look. 
you know what? I'm not too fussed because it's the end, um, the end of pool pool play. England were guaranteed top spot regardless. So it's just you can't blame players for being like a little bit uh, like cautious. Yeah, I guess you know, like you're going into a quarterfinal. There's no, there's nothing riding on that last game. So what's the point of? I mean, yeah, you got pride and kind of continuity, but look, just go out there, get a bit of fitness up and see it out. So I'm not too bothered. The fact that they won in the end was a bonus, I think, because of the way they played. I don't want to talk about England anymore. It makes me a bit depressed. Yeah, um, maybe the Argentina-Japan um, game. Because it, it was quite close. It just, yeah, it Argentina sensational. got through in the end, yeah. So they can I tell you, in my, um, rugby. In my days cool. in the middle of last night, um, I woke up with kind of a irritated throat, thought nothing of it at 1am and started watching the game. Mm. Um, and I was like, holy shit, this is close as fuck. Yeah. I'll, I'll keep watching it. Argentina scored like immediately. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, well, turn it off. And then just before I went back to sleep, I looked at my phone and Fiji, uh, Japan had scored again. I was like, holy shit. Okay. I guess I'm staying up to watch it. I stayed up to watch the whole game and it was one of the games of the of the tournament, to be fair. Yeah, just two exciting t- game, the, yeah. This was basically a knockout game. Mm, this is the yeah. pre-knockout knockout. So it was just nice to see a bit of um, that urgency. Like, hey, we need to fucking win this. And that's what's getting me real hyped up for this, uh, for the quarterfinals. Yeah. Just that do or die rugby. It's awesome. So, Fakatava, uh, try of the tournament, potentially. Like, you, what was missed in the highlight clips, which are very hard to find because World Rugby is hiding, they're hiding this World Cup from the fans by taking down any sort of like TikToks or um, fucking Twitter, Twitter posts that threaten to get out there and go viral. Mm-hmm. They don't want the World Cup to become too successful. Um, what was missing from that clip was that Argentina was actually hot on attack. And it was, an, it was actually an Argentina breakaway that started it. Um, Fiji, uh, sorry, uh, Japan, I mean, they looked like Fiji, managed to get the turnover uh, probably on their own 22 and spread the ball out wide. It went through Leach, got to Fikitava, and it's not often you see a lock not only carrying it with one hand, mm. but chip and chasing. Yeah. The most ludicrous, sometimes I believe God is real, and the way he chip and chased it, not only, like, I think he dropped it off one hand, but he looked like he mm. was trying to kick it, like, almost out on the full, and God just got the ball and just yeah, directed it in field. And unbelievable pickup. And to see a lock score a try like that, <laughs> it's got to be one of the great tries in World Cup history, I'd say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He was doing a impression of Goldie there, the old chip and chase. It's interesting because like, um, in, in the Football World Cup, you'll often see like games with a lot on the line like that. And there'll be a lot of teams trying to squeak through with just like scoring one or two goals and then parking the bus. Yeah. In rugby, we haven't really seen that this World Cup, where a team gets a lead mm-hmm. and they're still kind of like slanging it round. I think um, I th- it's a the better team you are. Like, these teams here don't have great defense. We saw in the South Africa-Ireland um, game a cagey affair. Two teams that, yeah, great attack, but very strong defensively. These two teams here, Argentina and Japan, they're very leaky. Like, the fact yeah. that the score was like ping-ponging around um just kind of goes to show like when you're not good at defense you have to be good at attack i guess you have to yeah. make sure it's, it's, it becomes one of those games where it's like just score more than the opponent yeah argentina came from being the worst team in the world cup to possibly maybe now even standing a chance against wales 
Yeah. I think this is finally where Wales, I've been saying it all, <coughs> all coming. I've been proven wrong by Gatlin, <laughs> but I think maybe Argentina's got good enough form now to actually beat. Um, um, that Wales. kit that they're wearing as well. I think it's a kit oh, yeah, It's so one. good. It's like a football jersey, that one. Oh, right? just with the sash. The sash it's yeah. so clean. I love it. Although I, always, I, was, I was watching it in black and white last night because I had night mode on. So I couldn't really tell initially who was who. Like, I don't, I don't understand the um, history, but like the sash freaks me out because when I think of the sash, all I think of is like military dictators. And when I think of Argentina, I think of Pinochet and, um, you know, oppressive regimes. So when I see that diagonal strat- slash, uh, slash, I'm like, <laughs> sash, slash, sash, whatever it is called. Uh, it just it just reminds me of a military dictator's <clears throat> uniform, you know, like it? just yeah. If you Google Pinochet, like half of his uniforms, yeah. he's got a sash right across. I don't know, maybe I'm off my face, but I it would reminds put me a of um reminds me of the hall monitors we had at high school. Yeah, they'd, they'd get given a sash. Matt, I've never heard of a hall monitor except for in American movies. What is a hall oh, yeah. monitor? We didn't have those in Nelson. Well, you just have to monitor the hallways during periods, just for um, people going to the toilet, people bunking. Um, just making sure that shit going down the toilet is legal and safe, I guess. What sort of illegal stuff is going down the toilet at Rangiora um, oh, we, College? We at uh, Rangiora High School in 2002 to 2006. Um, <laughs> just like sex in the toilets. There was always like... Was that actually? Stories. Was that yeah. happening? Sex in the toilets. Um, one of the great rumors was that the two women got caught having Oof. sexual relations. Um, and everyone's like, damn, if only I was the hall monitor that day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the one day. <laughs> were, the, were, the, um, were the hall monitors, were they, um, were they popular? No, it was like, it was a, a thing that was given out. Yeah, it's like a reward for it's being like a jury top jury. scholar. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You, you're both, <laughs> you, guys, we've got completely opposite views there. Right, views. Like we used to do our patrol, like primary school patrol was based on whoever's like good at school. Oh, yeah. But was so, hall monitor wasn't that there wasn't reward merit. Sanjay, being... I think I think what the teachers do is they pick the kid that seems like the biggest fascist. Right. And but they told you because they picked you as the, <laughs> yeah. as the thing. They told you it's for the best students. Nah. <laughs> no, I got asked, but I wasn't able to in the end. <laughs> Why not? What were you up to? Oh, no, my mum wouldn't let me. He was having oh. sex in the toilets. Too busy. <laughs> Totally different thing. <laughs> so, Matt, you did people get voted for it? What, what? How did the whole monitors get chosen at your school? Nah, just a um, like a jury duty thing. Do you have? Um, we also had students that would go and have to check the roll. Like, it would no, be, we never. You, you'd take a whole day, and it'd be your job to go to every class and get the roll from each teacher. And then double check that in between periods to make sure that students who were there in the morning at like form time were there every consecutive um, period. Wow. Do you have that? No. Nah. At my school, we got we literally got told if you don't come to school, like you know, that's your own, you're fucking oh, yeah. your own life up, kind of thing. Nah, we. I guess. Yeah, I'm not sure why. I, I feel like it was a decent school. I mean, you know, we had all the the bad things that usual schools have, but. I thought it was. I thought it was decent. A lot more sex in the toilets than uh, Nelson Boys College. I'll tell you that right now for sure. <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, it's not as much. 
Maybe not as much. I mean, <laughs> if there were sex in the toilets, I wasn't invited, which is uh, a big... I mean, I was keen for anyone, and, and keen for now, if anyone... I mean, you can have sex in the toilets at any age, which is yeah, quite exciting. Not are you, are you boys, saying, Guy, so. that you would like to have sex in the boys' toilets at Nelson College? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, with other adults, not with the oh, boys. Okay. With uh, just any adult. Actually, the I to be fair, the toilets at my school were so bad that I didn't want to go in there for even going to the toilet. Like, they were horrific. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely sickening. I don't know if they even... It's like, whoever cleaned them was doing a... They probably had their work cut out for them. It was the worst day, like, going to the toilet... Cause you just didn't know if you'd get, I wouldn't say assaulted, but just like, um, pranked or like, you know, pushed into the urinal down trailed. Um, and like, never, like, don't ever think about taking a shit at high school. <laughs> never. <laughs> you have to hold that shit all day <laughs> on the bus ride home for an hour. Come on. please. <laughs> <laughs> I, you went to a terrifying school. We never had any of those problems, but I will yeah. say that occasionally you just walk in there and you're like, Oh God. And someone had put the seat down and just shat on top of the seat. You know, why? Why is why is my life like this? Um, yeah. Fiji versus Portugal because yeah. because that was pretty spectacular. That game. Mm. Mm. I mean, Fiji have got it in their contracts. I don't know what's going on, but they said you can play in the World Cup, but not. You've got to at least try and throw one pass through the legs every <laughs> game, regardless of what direction it is in or which team it goes to. I love how it's the captain as well. Like the captain's supposed to be the guy who like steadies the ship and is a safe pair of hands. Fijian captain is just slanging it around like it's nobody's business. Yeah, I think yeah. Um, Portugal have shown brilliance in the in, you know in the few games that they've that they've had. They've actually shown a little bit of yeah. They've oh, been shit, in the okay. games for like sixty yeah. minutes, like in all of the games, it's, and like just... out of nowhere. I mean, because like, I don't follow any other rugby team that I haven't heard of before. Um, so to come out it's of nowhere and and not only like get a couple of decent results like the draw against Georgia and yeah. now win, um, but to do so playing decent rugby, yeah, um, attacking rugby. And I think it, yeah, it looks. I think it looks like Northern Hemisphere rugby is finally going. Okay, this is our sport. We're gonna we're taking it from you down under fucks. A lot of people are looking at the quarterfinals and saying that. If you look at the favourites, the Northern mm-hmm. Hemisphere team is probably favourite in every quarterfinal. Well, so, yeah, it's, it's aligned every final, eh? North versus South. Yeah, well, they will finish top of the yeah. pools each Northern Hemisphere mm-hmm. team, so that's how it has ended up. I was going to say, Portugal produced one of the most infamous football enforcers of all time, one of the biggest dickheads in football history, Pepe. Mm. And I'm like, would Pepe... Ironically, that was also like the right-wing frog meme as well. Pepe, the football player, would he dominate at rugby just being such an amazing shithouser? He's just like a man with no conscience. I don't know. Can you get away with shithousery as much in rugby? Traditionally, absolutely. I mean, maybe yeah. not now with cameras everywhere and rucks. It's it's interesting just rucks only having four people. It has Putting very few people in the rucks has really um, made rugby a lot better in terms of when there's a, a large ruck, it's like an unenforceable. You know, you can't mm-hmm. see what's happening in there. But now yeah. when every breakdown is only a couple of people, the ref actually does just lean over, look at what's happening and just tell people, hands yeah. off and yeah. get it sorted. Yeah. Really interesting. It's funny how rugby is like the referee basically teaches players what oh, to do. Oh, it's bizarre, yeah. Like, and then like, football, hands like off, hands the off. ref doesn't go, oh, <laughs> use it, hard use it. it's a goal. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, so I guess, feel- yeah you have to. Sorry, Sanj. 
No, it's just yeah, just weird how yeah the referee is basically telling them how to play the game, and you think the players would know how to play. I know they're trying to keep it within the rules, but it does mm. seem weird sometimes. Mm. Yeah, and the rules are I always guess, changing yeah. in rugby as well, I guess. So the ref has to remind the players what they can and can't do. Yeah, I think it adds to the if the ref wasn't there, kind of being a little almost a guide or barrier, mm. uh, a soft barrier. Think about how many stoppages we would get with players not yeah. knowing how fast. So I think oh, it's just yeah. like a, it's a way to keep the game flowing um, for the audience, I think, because it would be horrific because players would overreach. And like the rule, like I don't, I have hardly any idea what's going on most of the time when the ref's saying advantage offside, like was he, I don't know. I guess I'll take your word for it. <laughs> you know, I think the refs are kind of like, you know, when you do 10 pin bowling and you're putting it in the gutter, but you have those things on the side. Yeah. So it doesn't go in the gutter anymore. Those yeah. are the, like the reefs, yeah. And rugby. <laughs> my um, my my dad, my dad used to talk about refereeing. He was like an amateur ref in Bermuda, of all places. Um, he used to talk about like almost wanting to be part of the game. Like, yeah, you're trying to let the game flow. So like, just not fucking around and just trying to trying to be even for both teams. But just like you, kind of the ref is kind of part of this like art piece rather than. Uh, a lawyer enforcing some hard yeah. and fast rules. And um, I, I guess it's probably not with cameras and stuff like that. It's less about that now. And, you know, like back in the day, it used to be, oh, you, you fuck up one call for one team. Well, just fuck up one for the other and balance it out. <laughs> yeah. um, whereas now it's a lot more technical. Mm. Um, but it does it does mean that if you look at critics of rugby and when you talk to an Uber driver or a taxi driver who's who doesn't watch rugby anymore, hate it, they always say because I don't know what's going on. I don't understand the rules, and it is. I can see how that does alienate people a little bit. Yeah, that's why rugby isn't great in the stadium because you don't yeah, have, that, yeah. especially if you're, you know, not super up with it. But it's so hard to keep track of what's going on, and you know, the ref isn't on comms all the time. It is you do lose a bit. That's why it makes it a much better experience on TV. I reckon. Well, I will say this: that IRB. I mean, they've got a lot of criticism this um, this this tournament. Um, one thing they have nailed is the positioning where they're holding the World Cups because Japan, obviously, pretty spectacular, like one of the greatest fan bases for any sport in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and now France, where France not only has cool fans themselves who are very passionate. I mean, you see that first game against the All Blacks. Yeah. But um, it just it's so close to Portugal and like, Argentina has a huge traveling fan base wherever they are. There's mm. a few countries that just seem to have this amazing support base. Yeah. Even Fiji seems almost like well yeah. supported over there, which is, you know, I, I can't of, imagine there's that many Kiwi fans. Sorry, son. Yeah. And a lot of, yeah, like the Polynesian players that play club rugby in France. So, yeah, that mm. really helps yeah. with yeah, getting support there, I guess. Supporting so, the crowds, the, the crowds are Irish. Irish fans are like almost, oh, yeah. I'd say, number one. Like it's a, it's a probably a, a couple of trains trip for them. So, it's not too tricky. And like it's so cool to see how big they are, and um, how cool is it after the game? Um, they crank zombie. Yeah, um, yeah I don't get it. Why that song? Because <laughs> it rips. Yeah, but why not like some U two or something? It's a it's, beautiful day. <laughs> it seemed. I mean, Ireland. There was a time when um, music, I think, was their biggest export, and U yeah. uh, two was on top of the world. Mm. The, who could forget the cause? Yeah, you know, Westlife. Yeah. Oh, Westlife, yeah. Boys Zone? Yeah, they, yeah Boys Zone, yeah. yeah. Oh, how good. Half of One Direction. 
So yeah, it's interesting <laughs> that they've done um, Zombie. How zombie, related? One of my favorite songs of all time. But as I heard them all singing it, I was like, this song is not appropriate. Mm. Um, it's a song about the Troubles um, in 1990. I think it was a... Um, some bo- some IRA rubbish can bombs that went off in London and killed uh, small children. Yeah. So it's... I um I thought it was about um, head injuries from concussion. <laughs> Joke of the podcast. <laughs> What's in your head turns you into a zombie, man. Zombie, yeah. zombie. Good nah, song it's, though. It's way more inappropriate than that. Um, it's uh, what's yeah, more uh, inappropriate than persistent head knocks causing uh, early onset dementia. <laughs> I don't know, just a song, about the, a song about the Troubles, which is um, <laughs> an Irish person, an Irish family trying to distance themselves from the bombings of the IRA. I mean, very appropriate with the um, Gaza uh, war that's oh, going yeah. on right now. Yeah. But it just seems like a crazy song to play. Um, we, Me and Matt were just reminiscing the other weekend about how my Basel team, we weren't reminiscing, Matt wasn't there. I was telling him about my memories my Basel team playing Disarm by Smashing Pumpkins to hype us up for Basel games in Wonga Nui, mm. which is like, cut that little child is one of the lyrics. Mm. A killer in me is a killer in you. Um, but Zombie is equally probably um, uh, disturbing. But hearing that whole crowd sing it, and even the French DJ, he knew what was up. He was turning the volume down yeah. for the chorus. It went hard as a motherfucker. Yeah, I think again. that's another reason why Ireland are probably favourites, like with a narrative coefficient. If you look back to 2003, <laughs> England had uh, Swing Low, Sweet Chariot. Yeah. And once you have a theme song, it Ooh. just helps take a little bit of the pressure away. It just helps carry the fans through. You know, it's, like, it's kind of like Liverpool with the You Never Walk Alone and mm. West Ham with their bubble song. Like, you need a song. <laughs> Even like the um, the Black Ferns when we were doing Tutu to Mina Iwi. Yeah. Like, how good. Yeah. You need a song, eh, just to kind of get the fans going and unite them. What the them. fuck is up with West Ham's, because West Ham, one of the gnarliest football clubs in London, why, you know, famous for their skinhead, like racist, tough as fuck fans, mm. why, why are they, play, why do they sing bubbles and play bubbles when they score yeah, a goal? Forever blowing bubbles. Yeah, not sure. Not sure. There'd yeah. be a reason. Ask Evan. Um, uh, Sanjay, you can't just drop in random mutual friends who support West Ham and expect people to know who they are. Um, the lyrics of Zombie are, another head hangs lowly, child is slowly taken, and the violence caused some, such silence, who are we mistaken? Like, it's about child deaths and stuff. It's a wild song to play after you've won a rugby yeah, game. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. But it goes it goes hard, and that's all that matters. Um, is, is, um, was Van Morrison Irish? Crazy. I yeah, love Van Morrison. Irish, yeah. I'm just looking up um, best Irish songs ever, and Van Morrison, Brown Eyed Girl, is number eight. Oof. Only number eight? Yeah. I Okay, that's one of the greatest songs of all time. Mm. You're going to struggle to find seven songs better than that. Well, Zombie you... is number six. Ooh, what's seven? Yeah. Uh, the Green Fields of France, Dropkick Murphys. I mean, that makes more sense, the Green Fields of France. Wait, 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 wait. A Dropkick Murphys Irish? I thought they were American. Uh, I don't know. Popular Irish folk songs. Oh, so it's a cover, originally written as an anti-war song by Eric Bogle. Oh, uh, who's a, a Scotsman? Okay, I don't get that one. Okay, because um, because the Dropkick Murphys are from Quincy, Massachusetts. Yeah, but they're they're, I mean, out of Ireland. Yeah. 
They are they're Irish as well. Yeah. Okay. I'm loving this list. So that was number five, was it? What's four? Four is Grace by three people whose names I would struggle to pronounce. Wow. So Royston, Oif, and Danny O'Reilly. Wow. Is Enya Irish? I'll bring out some yeah, Enya. Yeah. Eh? Is she or Irish? Flow. Surely she's like Scandinavian or something. Nah, no, you gotta crack that. She's Irish. Is she? Yeah. Uh you two, Bloody Sunday. Heard. That's yeah. a pretty good song. Great Imagine song. Imagine that banging out this um start to France. Sunday, bloody Sunday. It would be just as appropriate as fucking zombie. Yeah, two. Two is the Lonesome Boatman by Finbar and Eddie. What Ford. is this fucking list? The folk songs though, eh? Is it? Uh yeah, it's a traditional folk song. Oh, traditional folk. It's turned into a well known hit worldwide and it's hauntingly emotional and features it's a, a tin, tin whistle. That, <laughs> that song did not make it to New Zealand. Okay, give us number one. Number one, I don't know if you'll be familiar with it, but I am. Being, I'm quite. I'm actually quite Irish. Did you know that? Oh yeah, you say this moments yeah. before New Zealand has to play them in the World well, Cup. My nan is fully Irish. My mum, I guess, is fully Irish, but she was born in England. So mm. you, I could claim I'm half Irish. Well, okay. Um, so the number one Irish song, as judged by MusicGrotto.com is The Fields of Athenry by Paddy Riley. <laughs> you cannot get a more Irish song than that. Sanjay, you heard of that? No. It should have been Orinoco Flow by Enya. It should have been number Crazy. one. I had no idea she's Irish. She, according to um, Wikipedia, she is an Irish singer, songwriter, and musician noted for her modern Celtic music. And she lives. She um, just retired and went and lived in a castle. What the oh, fuck is this called? Oh, what about Sinead O'Connor? Oof. Oh, bang oh, yeah. that out. Can you imagine that? Nothing compares to you. Yeah. That at the end of the final. Oh. Although that, she... that counts as Prince. He wrote that. Yeah. yeah, Prince wrote it, but Sinead made it. Yeah, like, yeah. Do we all have that same stat? It's funny when everyone has the same like, oh, did you know this interesting fact? And <laughs> everyone knows that fucking fact. But, but have you heard Prince's version? Yeah. Because it's yeah, on his greatest hits, yeah. What's another, what's another fact like that? That like just everyone seems to know this fucking... I don't know. Okay, I'll, I'll think of it. Something else will come to me where everyone just has the same like tidbit of information so well, no yeah. one is impressed. Heard by mm-hmm. Johnny Cash is actually originally <laughs> done by Nine Inch Nails. Is that yeah. one? Yeah, yeah. I heard that um, Trent, the writer or you know, yeah. of Nine Inch Nails, when he heard that, he locked himself away in a room for a week because he was like, perfection. Yes. Johnny Cash did a much better version than I did. Wow. I mean... To be fair, I, I think um, Trent Reznor's amazing and Nine Inch Nails are amazing, but like, I don't know, their versions of their own songs aren't always the most melodic. Mm. So it's like, they're yeah. kind of, I thought they're going for different things. Yeah. Uh, oh, what about, I've got this fact. Jay-Z's penis is the size of a one liter Coke bottle. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Everyone knows that <laughs> at high school. I've never heard that. There's no, no way that is a... it. It's funny because like um, <laughs> one liter cokes are quite rare to find, so it's kind of cool. What? Uh, yeah. I'd, what? Okay. okay. Oh. Normally it's like 600 mil. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like, oh, yeah. And we've we've only got 1.5s over here, so we have to yeah. take it like 33. percent What do you compare it to? Fuck. Okay. Back to the rugby for a moment. Uh, we're just talking about like the grey area of rugby. And I think this happened twice today, so I thought I should bring it up. It's just a big flaw in the rules, and I understand. And it, it's annoying because no one is more worried about concussions and head injuries than me. 
but I will say watching rugby, unfortunately, there's a few bits that are just fucked. And one bit is the, um, if you duck and step into a tackle, so if you, if they're coming one way, if you duck, because it's natural to turn your body momentum to step someone, yeah. There's like the chance of a head clash are so high. Yeah. And yeah. it happened in the Fiji game. I think it happened in the Japan game as well. Um did it happen in the Samoa game? Like there's been a few of them like this weekend. Yeah. And it's just like I don't know how you fix that, but like it's just a floor of rugby. And I mean the, the evil part of me was like, one day would a team like I can't think of who the most evil rugby team is. Is it the All Blacks? Is it South Africa? Would a team intentionally duck and step into tackles to intentionally get mm. people sinbinned for easy yellow cards because it's getting a bit ridiculous or just a team of very short players yeah <laughs> i think the british and irish lions would do something like that oh yeah it sounds like they're kind of bullshit yeah. um final fiji notes uh lomani's uh goal kicking style very funny <laughs> like, i like that fiji's knocking them over i also love that he's kicking them about <laughs> Three meters off the ground, in a laser across, and it carries. It's, it's yeah, working. Yeah, it but works. Like, you do it. Yeah. There's a style of kicking that pretty much every kicker in the world has adopted, except for uh, the Fijian halfback, where he is just kicking. Um, my dad would call them worm burners, yeah. just above the ground, and they. If it goes over, who gives it's a, a fuck? Daisy cutter is it? Oh, daisy cutter is even lower. Right? Is it? No, daisies are taller than worms. Um, speaking of Lomane, I think it was him as well who, when he saw a uh, uh, a Portuguese player lying over the ball, um, covering the ball with his ass. Did you see this? He, he just spanked his ass. Oh, did he? Yeah. I thought it was very funny. Doesn't right from the rest. Sexual harassment, though. Yeah, that should, well, be, a, that should be yellow. It was very. Um, it was wildly inappropriate for family viewing. Mm. Um, and just finally for Fiji, I was like. I mean, my notes are pretty poor, but I was just like, we thought they could beat anyone. It also proves they could also lose to anyone. Like, they do look – their conditioning looks bad. Their discipline looks all over the shop. Um, It does – I mean, when England scraped past Samoa, we were like, oh, man, Fiji is a lot better than Samoa, so they'll be able to do Mm. it. But then you see the last two performances by Fiji, and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to bet the house on Fiji. I think it's just a case of – both of those teams having one eye on the quarterfinal. But um, let, let, can we talk about Portugal's last possession, right? So they're one point up and they have possession of the ball. Yeah. Um, and it's 79 minutes. Can you imagine every fan of Australia willing Portugal to just have another go? Oh, yeah. yeah. Portugal scored a try and converted it. Yeah. Australia and Fiji were out. Oof. But like, fair enough to Portugal, they grabbed the ball and just hiffed it right into the crowd behind them. Like, yeah. fuck it. We, we just want that win. We want to be sure of it. But I was just like, a little bit of me was gutted. I was like, oh, can you imagine if they just took that last position? They're basically under their own posts. If they scored that try and converted it and knocked Fiji out, it would have been the greatest moment in rugby history. <laughs> Whoa. No, yeah, it, it would have w- been the most undeserving team to make yeah. the quarterfinals yeah. as well. It if would have Australia been such a story. I was, I, was just, oh, I was just like, please, Portugal, just have a go. But yeah. fair enough. Look, they didn't want to risk losing no, their first ever win. Yeah. So bloody good on them. And they loved it, man. Yeah. They celebrated like they won the World Cup. Because coming into this World Cup, they would have had zero expectations. Mm. Mm. Um, and to get a point or to get a draw and a win, awesome. Especially because Georgia was supposed to be the dark horses yeah. from the Tier 2 mm. nations. And for yeah. them to do better than Georgia, fantastic. Yeah, because like they said the last time, even though Wales beat Georgia this time, the last time Wales played Georgia, 
Georgia bet them in Cardiff. Yeah. So they have like, yeah, formed to be like a dark horse. But yeah, yeah it didn't end up that way. Fucked it. Um, speaking of our uh, dark horses that didn't end up that way, Scotland, um, well beaten by Ireland. Um, and, I mean, Ireland really showing their class. Like, mm-hmm. their attack is very potent. Like, the All Blacks should be afraid of the way they seem to run difficult lines and just find gaps mm. through, like, clever back interplay. Like, it is pretty... It's cool to watch, man. And But it's like, it's kind of what the All Blacks normally do to other teams. Yeah. But Ireland has taken that and <laughs> taken it to the next level almost. Yeah, and with the offloads as well. Yeah. The um the skill by um Bandiaki and a few of those other players in the midfield is 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 cool to see. Mm-hmm. Also, their defense is um their defense is is, is rock like they made Scotland look very pedestrian. Scotland really just had no answers. It's a shame, and, eh? Yeah, it's another team that didn't live up to pre-tournament. No, I mean, that number five, you would have thought that yeah. So this is five it. versus number one, but being thirty-six nil actually, down, yeah, yeah, point, yeah, it's crazy. But I feel like the gap between one and five in rugby is often yeah, it can um, be yeah. Quite yeah, large. but you, I think this tournament you thought, hey, maybe yeah, this well, is the first tournament we've even, actually yeah. got a decent yeah. um, like kind of narrow band of quality. It'll be interesting to see though because these supposedly poor teams are rounding into form. Like you do go that like Wales could potentially cause any team trouble yeah. on their day, and even England uh, might be some trouble. Um, yeah, well, we'll have Wales have got uh, an injury, eh? So they're looking not as strong as they could have been. But yeah, Wales, Argentina, England, Fiji. A bit of a coin toss, I think. I think I would favour both Northern Hemisphere teams, but I wouldn't be surprised if it went the other way. I mm. think definitely England over Fiji. Mm-hmm. But I'm still thinking maybe Argentina pulled the upset against Wales. Yeah. But that's well, because you just anti- hate Wales. <laughs> yeah, anti-Gatland. Yeah. Propaganda there. <laughs> um, yeah. Speaking of the other quarterfinals, um, Scott Foster. Um, I don't know if he was intentionally. Uh, sorry, Ian Foster. Who's Scott Foster? Don't know. <laughs> no idea. Scott Robinson Stop and Ian Foster's names. son. Scott Foster. Scott Robinson. Scott Foster is an NBA coach. Um, um, Ian Foster. I don't know if he's intentionally or accidentally talking trash, but he said. Um, he said in the press um, about Ireland, this is probably their moment. If they're ever going to win a World Cup, it probably feels like now. What the fuck is that? If they're ever going to win a World Cup? Yeah, mm-hmm. he's like, just trying to nig them. Like, you <clears throat> might as well say if they lose this game, they might as well just punch each other in the dick for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> if I was if I was Foster, I would not be talking trash or smack to anyone. Mm. Oh, you got to be talking. This is Ireland's first kind of realistic chance and though i think foster know like the world knows ireland are a good team but the thing that ireland don't possibly have is experience in getting past quarterfinals so you need to seed that doubt so uh, this is a great play from foster's yeah. um mind, mind games. games yeah no, the, no, put the pressure no. on ireland the ireland need to be have all the pressure on the world on them like let's not pretend they already have that let's not pretend that fucking Foster has any positive mind games. <laughs> he should be humble because this is going to be so embarrassing. And it's embarrassing for New Zealand as well. Like New Zealand's brand has always been like humble and grateful, humble and grateful. You think? I don't think that at all. All Blacks are smug, arrogant. Are they? 
Yeah. Do you have like specific examples of them being that, or do you mean like the fans are smug and arrogant? Like the yeah, fans. Is the players generally market themselves, and the coach? It's like keep your head down, don't create headlines. Is kind of their mantra. Yeah, but it's kind of like um, it's an aura, right? And like all the this respect that we have to give the All Blacks, and um, they're the best ever. They're the greatest team. They wear all black. They're called the All Blacks. They're not called New Zealand. You know, like yeah, it feels a little bit arrogant. Yeah, no, no, I, I definitely agree. And just, I mean, it's, and the fans as well. to, it's arrogant to win two World Cups back to back, you know, but um, I don't think that's actually the players and the coaching staff doing that. So when yeah. Foster does stuff like this, I'm like, it's kind of not their way. But I agree that New Zealand has some of the most obnoxious um, entitled fans. No yeah, doubt. kind of just like spoiled kids, eh? Like when they don't get their way, they have a tantrum. Well, we're a small country as well. So like everyone has to get in behind this one game. It's like crazy when you talk to, uh, we're just down skiing and you, um, uh, you meet everyone skiing there is American from Denver and you're like, Oh man, the Denver Nuggets win the, um, won the NBA championship and they're, uh, they don't care or notice. And, uh, you realize that like in a big country, you don't have to all watch one sport. Rugby is like forced upon you non-consensually. Do we talk about New Zealand, Uruguay? No. Oh, no, wait, do you want to or have we? I said, do we want to? It's interesting the way they, um, oh, can you not remember? It was so bored, you can't even remember if we've talked about it or not. We have not. Um, no, I said, do you want to talk about it? And you just said, no. Someone, um, well, not really, someone uh, tweeted, because it was, we have to acknowledge that up until today, where the World Cup picked up again, it was a good start and a good end to the pools. There was about two or three weeks there where fuck all was happening. And yeah. we were watching, and people go, oh, why are we forcing these other teams into the World Cup? Um, you know, extending it extra weeks. It goes on for months, yeah. only to see Namibia lose two more games by 60 points. Yeah. And, and people go, oh, we're growing the game. But A, does anyone want to grow the game to Namibia? Like, it'd be one <laughs> thing if you're like, if you're including Japan, fine. But Namibia is a tiny country yeah. in, in the middle of nowhere. I mean, get so China involved. Get India and China involved. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. They actually should. But um, also, it's not growing the game. Like, Namibia comes every year mm. and they suck every year. And yeah. even, like, uh, Romania's, like, in every World Cup. But they're probably their worst World Cup so far. So yeah. that's improved their game. So for every Portugal success story yeah. or Chile success story, there's a Namibia or Romania yeah. just limping around. Yeah. And that's just, why I they thought the whole, rugby, like, right? like... More access throughout the years... Because you got the Six Nations, which is going to stay the Six Nations. You got the Tri Nations, where we sometimes invite other nations. Um, you just need to open it up a little bit more. And I know like geography makes it hard, but there there should be like a decent, maybe like a relegation promotion into the Six Nations. But that's just what Ooh. they're going to do, aren't they? Going to have that world league in the, in the like a t- bottom tier, and then they. Well, for the first few years, they're not going to have promotion and relegation. Oh, yeah. But I think eventually they will. Yeah. They must have been, World Rugby must have been fucked off. And Chile has been better than expected, but they must have been pissed off when, was it Chile who knocked out America? Oh, yeah. Because they're always like, oh, yeah. grow the game in America. And, yeah. That dollar, dollar, dollar bills. I also think, um, I do wonder if we've reached peak sport. Like, people always go, oh, the American market for cricket, the American market for rugby, but it's like, those are, t- there, there can't be a more saturated market mm. than the fucking American market for sports. Yeah, you don't need to yeah, bust through the American market every time. Because I think like even cricket, the Indian market's just big 
by itself now you don't need to crack the american market for cricket oh absolutely like yeah it's it's go for an emerging market 100 percent. but if you look at america they have four big sports mm. then they have two motorsports mm-hmm. did i do this rant last week no you've talked to me about it they got messy um crazy. and they've also got college football and high school football oh yeah crazy also mm-hmm. well watched yeah. yeah all the college sports are well watched yeah <clears throat> so rugby trying to break in there um it, uh, this is kind of a funny anecdote but um the creator um of f45 is a um you're not going to believe this he's a australian man whose name is adam gilchrist he's a cricketer um no not the cricketer oh. he's a um a very wealthy um uh entrepreneur now and he made his money making f45 and he decided to invest straight away in alcohol companies because he's a real <laughs> dude, bro. And he bought some alcohol companies and rebranded them to his own um, name. So he called, his, his, instead of a martini, he sells, his name's Gilchrist. So he rebranded it as a Giltini. He then bought two major league rugby teams and rebranded them as the name of his alcohol brands. <laughs> so, so he changed, they're called like the Los Angeles, you know, union or something like that just some like pretty straight yeah. up the middle rugby name like a, a sensible branding and he ran it rebranded them to the los angeles guiltinis <laughs> and um this guy this idiot from f45 from australia is literally single-handedly tanking rugby in america yeah um i got a few um uh corrections from last week's podcast um oh, wow I'm terrified. Like occasionally, I listen back to the podcast, and I am horrified by the things that I say on this podcast. I think you should so, just double down on stuff. Don't apologize. Well, in that case, the All Blacks are definitely going to win. I mean, I feel bad. I don't know why I slammed Artie Savia so hard last week. He's like one of the few All Blacks that yeah. is is fine. But anyway, um, the two notes that came um, that come from uh, uh, my mate uh, Oddie. Uh, overseas he said uh, there is no cocaine in Hawke's Bay um, which I thought was an interesting fact Matt you kind of claimed he's been to Hawke's Bay and tried to acquire some (laughs) cocaine I guess are you going to dispute that Matt do you reckon there is cocaine in Hawke's Bay we can't prove it either way yeah you can try buying some yeah who do I know in Hawke's Bay that might have access to cocaine Ian Smith the cricketer oh yeah you know so many people in Hawke's Bay Matt what about, um, oh yeah, all my dealers, I guess. I'll ask them. <laughs> um, is, is Gisborne Hawks Bay? No. no it's no, Poverty it's, Bay. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It's not Poverty Bay either. Oh, what's Poverty Bay? Poverty Bay is like Thames, isn't it? No, that's Bay of Plenty. I thought Poverty Bay is Gisborne. Oh, yeah, sorry, it is. They need to rebrand. Geographical fact of the day. Gisborne is in Poverty Bay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, no. I'm, I'm so, so yeah. sorry. Napier and Hastings is um, yeah. Hawks Bay. Well, if anyone listening to the podcast, uh, many of the fans quite often get in touch with positive feedback. But if anyone out there uh, knows if you can get cocaine in Hawks Bay, hit us up. Let us know anonymously, <laughs> of course, unless you want to be named as the cool dude or lady. There's no ladies who listen to this podcast. If you're a lady <laughs> who listens to this podcast, send us a message and tell us I'm a lady who listens to this podcast. Uh, and the other, the other, the other fact check we needed, and it's funny because almost everything I said was incorrect on the podcast, but I've been only called out for two of my mistakes. The other mistake was um, 
I said you might remember um, when I was in high school, there was a guy called Zach Guilford who got into trouble. Um, he actually pointed out that happened in 2011, three years after I left uni. And yeah. I would just like to point out that um, I was actually technically still at uni in 2011 because I didn't know you had to apply to graduate. So <laughs> I just hadn't graduated for about two years or three years after I actually had <laughs> left the premises and moved to Auckland um, because it's yeah. quite it's bullshit. <laughs> They don't just go, hey, congratulations, you're finished. You've got mm. to actually send them an email and go, hey, I finished. Yeah. To be fair, though, Guy, you probably were still in high school in the boys' toilets trying to have sex with some of the students. <laughs> and if anyone is keen to have sex with me at the Nelson Boys College toilets, let me know. Their offer still stands and it's very available. Um, yeah. All expenses play, paid as well. <laughs> now, um, Wait, what expenses are there, Oddie? Uh, sorry, uh, Sanjay. No, you'd pay for them to fly down to the Nelson boys' toilets. Um, final final thoughts. We'll probably do a preview show. Oh, yeah. so much. We've definitely got to do a preview show. Mm. There's so much coming up this weekend. Like, holy fuck. So just thoughts on pool play itself. Yeah, what Oof. do we think? Like, reflection on the pool play. Um, yeah, like, there were... So yeah, there were some good matches, but like I was saying, and maybe a few ep- episodes ago, should really be back to sixteen, I think, just to make it down to, th- you know, three games, yeah, yeah. each. It so, just so, sort of stretches it out too much, I thought. So Sanjay, I I kind of got to call you out on that bullshit there. I, I I do believe in the World Cup bullshit. I mean, I know I just contradicted myself before when I said Namibia is not improving and stuff, but like. I do believe they need to keep it big to grow the game. But there's but the qualifications I for. Oh. I mean, you still get to play, you know, pretty good teams to get to that mm-hmm. comp. I think mm-hmm. cricket's done it pretty well this time because of had the eight teams directly qualified, but then all the other teams had to go through a qualification process. That's why West Indies aren't in this World Cup because they missed oh, out. Yeah. Fucking hell. But cricket, it's also a bit embarrassing to have a World Cup and only have 10 countries from around the world in it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they've had light ones with bigger ones, but it's the same problem. The other, you know, bottom 12 to 16 teams just get thrashed. Mm -hmm. It is a shame when it's called a World Cup, but, like, you know, you don't see, like, most of the world there. Mm. Like, Asia is very poorly represented. Yeah. Africa, oh, I guess Africa's got south africa but you know like it's it's not it's really like a, it's colonized africa yeah it's yeah. like it should be called like a almost like a commonwealth cup or a yeah colonial cup yeah, it's we're just... missing middle east uh central asia north america and proper africa rugby is a hard game to spread though you can't just rock up to china and be like hey guys can we interest you in some brain damage <laughs> um, and it's pretty technical as well like I know you live in a... tells you how to play. It's easy. Yeah. <laughs> I know you live in a cutthroat country where um, academic grades are everything. But how about every day after school for two hours, you get punched in the head until you um, <laughs> can't function properly? I don't know. It could be a hard sell. <clears throat> I mean, I think that's why they're trying to use sevens as like in the Olympics, trying to spread it yeah. as like a gateway to the first well, like game for those countries. Eh? Yeah. Sevens and rugby are just such different sports. Yeah, though. They, like are, it is, they, are. they are hard to compare. It's a crazy, yeah. Sevens is crazy. It's just like, it's crazy that they play on the same size field. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, hey, 
can we get a sprinter to play in our team? And we <laughs> yeah. win, eh? Like that's yeah, what just you know. imagine like a futsal game being played on a full size. That's what I mean. It's madness. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I do crazy love. Idea. I do love sevens though. Like at the Olympics, it's one of my highlights every year. I mean, maybe it's because like New Zealand has a chance of winning. Mm. Yeah, um, but even to see Fiji, like the yeah, the yeah. finals between New Zealand and Fiji, it is cool that we automatically get to go to a final um, with this cool new sport that we just added into the Olympics. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, but um, fuck, it's cool being um, uh, on the right side of colonization, eh? Like you know, like Thailand is like, hey, can you add, add in our game where it's like volleyball, but you play with your feet, and they're like, nah, fuck that. Yeah. We'll put in sevens, a game that's only played in like three countries competitively before they had it at the Rio Olympics New Zealand didn't even have a women's sevens team like New Zealand the country that cares most yeah. about sevens out of any country in the world we didn't even have a women's team they had to have trials mm. to make the team it's how crazy. did the women's team go their first tournament silver silver yeah that's pretty fucking good Australia <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But considering no one had a team, like yeah, I mean, it's mad. a fast way to grey it, but great uh, to improve it. But yeah, we do highlights, highlights, lowlights of pool play. Oh, I'd love to hear some. My highlight would probably be England just drop kicking the fuck out of Argentina. <laughs> what a performance! So good, I love that moment. No, yeah. Back probably... against the walls, England are down and out. Going forward, put it over. Loved it, and that was the start of the tournament, and it peaked for me mm. very quickly. Mine's probably Fiji beating Australia. Mine's Fiji beating Australia. Yeah. Oh, okay, you stole my one. <laughs> Fiji beating Australia. Yeah, that was also pretty good. That's a pretty yeah. good highlight. But uh, Australia just didn't look no. good, you know? It's I'm like, surprised they, they, um, to get they dealt with Portugal and um, Chile so easily. But I guess that's, that's the hope we have for Fiji. It's like they may not be consistent, but on their day, they can potentially get up and knock off in Australia and England, fingers crossed. Yeah, they definitely can. Uh, my highlight will be, um, well, I, I actually rubbished the game that everyone else thought was the great. Every My comment that I didn't enjoy um, South Africa versus Ireland is haunting me so hard as they're now saying it's one of the greatest rugby games of all time. Like every week it gets more and more. Yeah, it's going to end up being the best ever game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at the rate it's going. Um, so that would be my low light, fucking South Africa versus Ireland. My highlight would be um, how uh, how these lopsided pools, which I originally hated, have just created made the World Cup so much better by creating high stakes yeah. for both New Zealand, France, South Africa, and Ireland. Like it has actually meant something, and now there's yeah. going to be the best quarterfinals ever as well. So yeah. while I thought they were idiots, I now think they're geniuses. Good on you. Rig the draw. Make it exciting. Who gives a fuck if New Zealand goes out the quarters? You know that's what that's what we tune in for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Low light, Sanjay. Probably the underperforming teams like Italy and Scotland, especially uh, yeah. Italy. We yeah. thought they'd have a, like get close to France and the All Blacks, and then they yeah. got they you know wiped the floor. Yeah, Italy, uh, like ninety six points. You wouldn't have imagined. That. Yeah, that's mad. Yeah, but I think maybe it's. I talk about this a lot in sport. Like you should always just. You should never overreach. Like, um, find out what you think you can achieve, and then go hard for that. And like against New Zealand, realistically, mm. you're not going to win, so don't risk um, health or no. results elsewhere. I think. But yeah, I would have thought they'd get a bit closer. A point would have been. Did they get a point? It was like no ninety ninety six to seventeen, wasn't it? Oh yeah, 
Italy. Yeah, um, it's pretty rough. Did, were you asking did Italy score a point against New Zealand? Yeah. They scored two tries. Yeah. Oh, nice. At the end? Uh, yeah, at the end. Yeah. Um, my low light will be, um, and Matt's been banging on about this, like midweek games and um, and just kind of like, as, as we said, it started with a hiss and a roar. There was that Fiji-Australia game, and then it ended with a hiss and a roar. But there was a lot of boring times in the middle, and there's not much rugby. And it just kind of frustrates me that there's four banging quarterfinals that we all want to watch, and they all happen. Um, I mean, it's going to ha- we're on the other side of the world, so it's always going to happen early in the morning. But it happens back to back, and I get it. You want to have parity in the competition, but I was like, if you could do it across four days somehow and make it that, like, if you win. Because it's not much of an incentive for France or New Zealand, you know, to win their pool. But if you made the incentive like you get the best draw for the quarterfinals and they're each happening on a different day, so it'll make a, a big difference going into the semifinals with rest and stuff like that. Um, I'd love it if you spread out the quarterfinals because I don't like that they're, they're bunched together. And I don't like how all the games are on the weekends. So there was just five days of fuck all happening. And then when something did happen, it was fucking France versus Namibia. Yeah. It's true. It's a shame, eh? Because a lot of those games um, just got lost. Like um, Samoa, Chile, Chile. Who's watching that? Mm. I mean, if you had it as the only game on a Wednesday yeah. at 8am, you'd probably Everyone. flick it on. Yeah. Everyone you know? will be watching it, yeah. But when it's oh, lost yeah. at 2am on a Sunday morning, yeah. no thanks. It's like it's Tonga, Romania. I just I just, I just, did not know it was on. Yeah, mm. it's a shame. It's I think, yeah, that's, that's probably my low light as well. Just <laughs> the first pool games, good. And then a couple in the middle somewhere, but just the fact that the games are so spread apart and there's just no drama, like having the extra team, like a shit kicker, really reduced the amount of quality matches. I think or tension or meaningful games. So yeah. that'd be my. I mean, it's got to it's got to start sometime. Like we need more teams in the Rugby World Cup. So fair enough. Um, and I hope it just gets better. An idea from the internet was: um, Do you do like? cup plate i don't quite know how that works but like do you just eliminate the shit kickers after like week three mm. and then put them down in a plate competition somehow mm. i guess oh, yeah, i do like the idea of that like having yeah the bottom two teams from each pool now play like simultaneously their own knockout mm. that'd, be quite, that'd be quite cool because you'd They're have a like cup. sevens tournaments yeah so you'd have uruguay can. namibia tonga romania portugal georgia samoa chile can you imagine mm. like a little cup yeah. a little plate and maybe the winner of that gets automatic qualification to next um yeah. world cup yeah that could be, That'd be that could be kind idea, of nice yeah. i don't know how i don't know how you manage that but um i guess it's kind of what they're trying to do with the new rugby tournament they're setting up but um, yeah yeah maybe i'm a dreamer it's just hard rugby is just such a physically taxing game i think it's yeah. one of the things I think it's actually a strength though as well because you have so few games it means that like head-to-head stats are like very mysterious it was like um japan never plays argentina so yeah. when they were looking at like the last five games they're like they played in 2017 2005 and then like 1996 yeah. or something mm-hmm. it's kind of like comical um and it, just it is, yeah so i guess new zealand island have played each other a lot but like south africa france you really have no idea and those teams probably don't yeah, know that's each other so that exciting well. about the world cup finally getting to see these teams together yeah, oh, and, and, and it's single game elimination. Like anything could happen. Yeah. Um, rugby actually has proven itself compared to other World Cups, cricket and football, less upset ready. But like, it does feel like 
you'd be a crazy man to bet serious money on any of these quarters because, yeah, because yeah, even though your your head would say one way, mm. it could go either. Yeah, they're yeah. all coin flips, really. They are, and that's what's so bloody exciting. Oh, I can't wait. We'll do some predictions or some proper analysis later in the week. Yeah. Uh, bit of mental health chat to finish. Yep. How have you guys surviving COVID so far? <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, a mix of emotions because I woke up and it was my birthday. Oh, yeah. Got some lovely presents from my girlfriend. Um, and then, like, I was just like, oh, I'll do a COVID test. I didn't really want it. I was like, I feel fine. Mm. Had it going in the corner of the room. Um, then I was busy, like, looking at my presents and shit. And then my girlfriend just like yelled. She's like, oh my God, you've got COVID. <laughs> and like, we play this game quite often where, you know, we lie and, and make shit up about people having COVID. Um, so I didn't believe her at first. I was like, Haha, good one. And then I go yeah. over and look at it and it's the thickest line I've ever seen. Yeah. Like it's even thicker than the control line. Oof. I was like, fuck. So I immediately just did another one. Yeah. Um, and that one came back positive, but faint. So yeah, pretty like a whirlwind. And then old guy Williams tested positive as well. <laughs> And then he came around with some McDonald's and a birthday present. It was beautiful. <laughs> that was the one positive is yeah. that we both had COVID together so we could yeah. celebrate as friends. Yeah. COVID party. Yeah. It was lovely. I um I will say, Matt, you were a little bit you're a little bit harsh uh, on your girlfriend's present giving. I think you could be a bit nicer to her. Yeah, no, the present she got me multiple presents. Yeah. And they're all they're all very good. But one of the presents she got me was football boots which i literally i bought <laughs> brand new football boots like the day and i wore them once when i broke my yeah. ankle oh, yeah. and matt, bought me new ones they're very good matt, but now fucking... i have two brand new boots matt this is your autism inside I also though i can't play football because my ankle's broken <laughs> so it's like joanne it's been a fucking roller coaster today emotionally i um yeah it's like uh it's like buying a, um a fleshlight for a man without a penis <laughs> yeah <laughs> What am I supposed to do with this? Um, no, nah, uh, but yeah, but like there's a technique that I've been working on through my time called lying. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what the present is. It doesn't matter yeah, if it's... So you like it. Yeah. If it's a, a, a fucking... Especially from a loved one, you don't... Yeah. Don't be if it's too a recorder, honest. If it's a pink recorder, you're like, wow, amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, I do. I really like the boots and I would have bought them myself if I hadn't just bought brand new boots myself. Yeah, but think about how many boots you have when you in in twelve months' time when I've you do so return many to boots football. Now. I've got so yeah. many boots and I can't play, and yeah. they're just haunting me. I've got so, a broken ankle and I've got COVID, and it's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hey Matt, it's called mental health chat, not making me depressed about your sad life chat. Sanjay, we're gonna go across to you. Yeah. Every week we ask you how your mental health's going, and you say great. Yeah. How's it going this week? I mean, the only thing that kind of annoyed me was um, I was watching the replay of, uh, was it Fulham versus Brentford? Whoever, Why were we watching the replay of Fulham versus Brentford? That was uh, Sheffield United. Yeah, Fulham versus Sheffield United. That's worse. I didn't even no, know no. Sheffield United was in the fucking Premier League. No, what happened was, I don't know, like a guy, same thing, that happened to that guy in the Namibia match, you know, where his foot was 90 degrees. Oh, yeah. Facing. Horrific ankle leg. break. Yeah. 
But yeah. like on the extended highlights, they actually were showing that, and you wondered why. Yeah, like, on the extended highlights, they, sh- they would have. That's why I love extended out. highlights, and we're missing that yeah. from rugby. I hate it. But yeah, they showed his um, yeah foot was ninety degrees away from his where's the rest of his leg should be. So is it like a major dislocation? Eh? Yeah, it's like come off and well, twisted. His leg like... snapped. Oh, horrific! But but, um, un- but unlike the um, rugby ref who just you know couldn't look i think they made out of harder stuff in football they seem to be just you know observing it <laughs> oi speaking of harder stuff did you guys see Giroud go and goal for yeah. ac milan yeah. yeah that was very cool and um the reason Giroud, he's a famous striker and he was they were playing goalkeeper which is kind of shocking in football that never happens how does it happen it means you've got to run out of subs so you can't sub on a goalie and mm-hmm. your goalie gets red carded, which is very yeah. rare. It's yeah, after 90 they minutes, used up all their subs. Yeah, yeah, it was like in the stoppage time, and then he got red carded in stoppage time. So they yeah. had to have a player be one of the um, goalies, and there was Giroud. For people who don't know football, like the goalie never gets red carded. The way that goalie got red carded, though, absolutely mm. spectacular it's stuff. Like a second tiger knee to the person's head. I <laughs> know it was back to back, though. So he he saw the man coming through on goal. It was a high bouncing ball. So he just come out and just yeah, fucks that guy, yeah. jumping knee right to the face. And then he goes down, and the other guy goes down, and then he yeah. sees another guy's going to do it. Yeah. So he gets up and gets the other guy too. It was like it was like a fucking John Claude Van Damme action movie. It was spectacular. <laughs> he took out two guys in two kicks. It was fucking yeah. awesome. It was a yeah. if you're going to get a red card, that's how you do it. Boom! Get out of here. Oh, get the fuck out of here. And AC Milan won, so it, it paid off. Yeah. Crazy, eh? Well, um, what about, um, Sanjay, what about Newcastle? You'd be still buzzing off that. Uh, the um, PSG one, yeah. That yeah. Was, yeah. It was a crazy result. And even today's one where they beat, uh, drew with West Ham, there was kind of there's still a good away result, I thought. Yeah, but the Champions League. Can you yeah. imagine being at St. James Park for the return of the Champions League yeah. against PSG, Mbappe, yeah. And then putting four goals past them. Ooh, unbelievable. I'd love that. So for people who don't know, that um, the best football clubs these days are run are sports washing operations run by um, country oil-rich countries from the Middle East. And one of the best teams traditionally is PSG, Paris Saint-Germain, and they're owned by Abu Dhabi. And Sanjay's team has been bought by a bigger Middle Eastern company, country, <laughs> called Saudi Arabia and Saudi Arabia has already conquered Abu Dhabi in the Champions League. Four two. Four one. Who um who right. does Man City who's Man City owned by? Qatar as well, isn't Qatar. it? Qatar. Is it? Yeah, yeah, Abu Dhabi is. Well Abu Dhabi as well. Oh. Who oh, no. Who does... no, no, Abu Dhabi. That's UAE, wouldn't it be? So um PSG's Qatar. And... Oh, sorry. Yeah. PSG's who else Qatar. Has left? Any other good Middle Eastern um oil owners? Bahrain. Oman. I don't think Bahrain owns anyone. Jordan. Oh, Saudi Arabia is the Mac Daddy, though. Yeah, no, so yeah. If they well, they're having team, everything. They're yeah. And they're putting yeah. events there, like boxing. Yeah, it's it's and annoying UAE, that um, sports washing works, eh? So effective. Um, yeah. they're, they're having NBA games and um, preseason games in Abu Dhabi as we speak. Um, I mean, even just Abu Dhabi washing works. Fuck, I want to go up yeah. that tall building. So bad. Yeah. Or do the Burj. Yeah. Do you know that they don't have like a proper like um uh toilet system like um 
sewage system and they need to use trucks to take the shit out every day? Of the building? I think so, yeah. What? I mean, that's an internet fact. I need to fact check, check that. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> Someone comes and takes the shit point. out? Yeah, like in the same way you empty a septic tank. They do that yeah. every day. Wow. Or just like from an airplane. Just dump it, yeah. <laughs> Straight off the side of the building. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Oh, yeah. I guess there's a lot of people. It's a lot of feces. What are you even searching? What keywords are you putting in? Yeah, poos. <laughs> Abu Dhabi feces. Oh, the, uh, okay, I'll have to fact check this and, and come back to it at the end. That can be a little Easter egg for anyone who listens to the end. Mm. Whether that fact is true or it's internet misinformation. Um, Sanjay, how, uh, oh, I want to get a Cricket World Cup update briefly before we go. I haven't watched any of it. Yeah. I don't know what's going on, but it's long. Do, oh, the teams play all... There's only 10 teams that they all play yeah, each other. Yeah, they all play each other round robin. So, yeah, you play nine games and the top four get to the semis straight away. Is it good so far? Like, what's Well, it, yeah, New times? Zealand played England in the first game and New Zealand won that one. Smoked so, them. Yeah. Uh, one wicket down and we chased 283 and 36 overs. Um, I fa- ben Stokes wasn't playing for no. England, and I found out his nickname is the Gay Avenger. Yeah, by the ACC, he's called the Gay Avenger because they thought he beat up a guy because he was gay, but then it came out that he beat up a guy because he was being homophobic Over, and he was defending yeah. gay rights. Yeah, but also Kane, Lockie Ferguson, and Tim Southey didn't play for us, so they kind of cancelled each other out. What's What's the story with Kane Williamson? Why is he not playing? No, he had a. He played in the IPL and the first match of the IPL this year, he got like a knee injury and that they thought he might've been ruled out for the whole world cup, but he's made a kind of like a miraculous recovery and he's going to play in this world cup, but he's going to miss the first two matches. So he didn't play against England and he won't play against the Netherlands tonight, but he'll play. Oh, the for- Netherlands shit house though. Like the I mean, they, be very good. they got um, through instead of West Indies. So they're decent enough, but they'll okay. be like the weakest team, I guess, out of the ten. Apparently, Afghanistan is decent. Like, okay, apparently, yeah. they they but can be they, a bogey team. But they got beaten by Bangladesh in their yeah. first match. Um, um, anything else interesting happening? Oh, India bit Australia. I guess is probably the biggest one so far. Yeah. So India, the hot favourites. It's, it's yeah. in India, right? Yeah. What was up with the New Zealand game? Them booking the biggest stadium in the world and then only selling 30,000 tickets. Yeah, I don't know. what. Yeah, there should have really been India hosting the first game, I would have thought. But they, I think the ICC wanted whoever was the final of the last game to be the opening game of this tournament. Oh. New Zealand, but marketing-wise or, you know, crowd attendance-wise, I don't think that was the wisest option because it's like 47,000 people there apparently, but the um, stadium holds 132,000. So it's like, how many empty seats are there? Like 85,000 empty seats. And the stadium was named after Modi, which was yeah. wild to me. Is it named after Modi, who's the current prime yeah, minister? Yeah, the current prime minister, yeah. That seems like a red flag. Yeah. He's- I reckon, I mean, I guess John Key knighted himself like before he'd even left parliament. Yeah. But um, it's dodgy when you get your accolades before you've even <laughs> retired. Like that's a... That's a real warning sign. Muldoon also knighted himself before he... So, yeah, before. if Chris Hipkins names, you know, Sky Stadium after himself, you know. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, Matt, you've got into a bubble. I guess you're you're um probably googling like um uh the the uh, the Burj Khalifa um toilet systems, are you? Yeah. Uh I've I have an answer for you. Oh, well, thank you. I was going to save it to the end, but I guess this is the end. Um so the first thing you see when you search Burj Khalifa toilet is a picture of Will Smith on the toilet. Mm. Uh, so toilets are in the Burj Khalifa. I did a quick little dive, but there's definitely heaps of websites that are saying that you poo and then a truck comes each day to take the waste away and it's up to 15 tons per day. Um, However, on reddit.com, there's a thread there and someone who apparently worked on the Burj Khalifa said initially that was true, but it's since been rectified. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Rectified. Rectified. That was yes. a big opportunity for a joke that I didn't see, but I can see that because I'm a professional comedian. Yeah, so now those toilet drivers are out of a job because that's a real shame. Systems mm-hmm. up and running. Yeah, um, apparently, um, yeah, there's not a lot of sewage systems in that country because it was the problem was it was overburdened during the construction of the Burj Khalifa during the 2008 financial crisis. So they thought, ah, uh, that's going to be too hard to deal with. So we'll sort it out later when we've got heaps more money, and they did. Wow. To be fair. All right. Well, that is a, um, a very happy ending and a lovely end to the podcast. Sandra, you didn't ask the question. Answer the question. How's your mental health? Yeah, it was fine, apart from the time I saw that guy's leg getting snapped. Sheffield <laughs> <laughs> United defender. Although, uh, a good moment was the um, opposition captain, the Fulham captain. He took care of that guy while the um, medics were attending to him. So. That helped. Why? Why were you watching fucking Sheffield versus? No, I always watch like um every try to watch highlights of every Premier League match. Yeah. So the so the answer to your to the question, how's your mental health? Is you can't feel any pain if you just constantly are watching sport. Yeah. <laughs> that's the perfect solution, and that's really the mantra of this podcast. Any final words before we go? Uh, uh, no, I'm just look looking forward to the like. It's been a long time coming. The quarterfinals. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, so, absolutely hyped. Yeah. It's gonna be so, sick. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be an absolute ripper. Um, thanks to everyone uh, who listened to the podcast. Thanks to everyone who's left a review and stuff like that. Um, we appreciate all of you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, tell your friends. If you didn't enjoy the uh, podcast. Shut the fuck up because Sanjay's going to come around and break your legs because me and Matt can't because we're locked inside uh, due to COVID restrictions and that would be unsafe to be breaking people's legs and also giving them COVID. Um, That's all for this week. I've been Guy Williams. I've been Sanjay Patel. I've been Matt COVID Cook. Feel like I've been found Cause I ain't never had no one Always had a crush on Sam Carruthers, Georgia And some others But you, you knocked me down And I'm 17 And it feels like I'm dreaming It's one o'clock in the morning you can tell I'm pretty tired, I'm yawning But I don't want to go that way Oh yeah When I'm finally leaving I'm walking backwards as I made it down Cleveland Cause I don't want to